Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina and this is the podcast where we enjoy those conversations about our past lives and our connection to the divine. In today's episode, I have a little update for you. Just some things that I'm switching up with the podcast, things to look out for. We have a spirit guide workshop coming up and uh, yeah, some thoughts that I've been having on support and boundaries that I just wanted to talk out with you all because I do so much better when I can talk it out. And I thought, why not talk it out with you all? And if you listen to that and hear it, I would love to hear like your thoughts on it. Like if you have a different view on it, if you see it differently, if I talk about something that I'm struggling with that you have had experience with and it worked for you, I'd love to hear about it. You know, I just love hearing from you. I love these conversations. So feel free to get on my email list and hit reply to the email I send you. And you can uh, let me know. And you can get on that email list at pastlivesandthedivine.com. That's where you can find the shop, the hypnotic tracks. That's where you can schedule your session with me. That's when you can learn about sessions, see all the podcast episodes, pastlivesandthedivine.com. And I also have all kinds of quick links in the show notes for this episode. So you can always just look at that. Click away on the things that interest you. Okay, let's get right into it. First up, podcast changes. So uh, I am booked out until October. And I have a couple events that I have in the works. And then I'm also starting to... Uh, plan 2022 and when I say starting to plan that just basically means that I'm getting a ton of information downloads ideas whatever on what to do things to bring you and I'm super excited I'm gonna touch on that in a little bit but some changes I'm making to the pod the first one is right now I'm doing six episodes a month which was fine for the first part of the month but uh, that workload <laughs> is a little much and I need a little break. So what I'm gonna do is just release an episode every Friday. If you're listening in the future, this doesn't matter to you. (laughs) But right now I am no longer gonna do the tarot and hypnosis episodes, even though I loved that as a creative exercise, something has to give on my schedule. And I feel like that's the thing, I don't know, I can't explain it, but I just feel like there's more there And if I just hit pause, even though logically it maybe doesn't make sense, I think I'm going to get more information about it. I don't know. This is how my intuition works. This is how I've been like trained myself to work with it. I just have this little inkling. I give myself the support I need and then things typically work out. So tarot and hypnosis is being shelved for right now uh, just because I don't have a lot of time for it and something had to go, right? Okay. Uh, I'll probably come back to those in the future. It might be a podcast episode, might be something else. I don't know. I just feel like it's time to hit pause on that. But I will, of course, continue the astrology and self-care episodes, the oracle episodes, and we'll continue to talk about past lives. And I'm so excited because a handful of clients have shared, yes, use my recording for a podcast episode. So like I've explained, I think many times before, I get so much healing, insights, wisdom, entertainment out of leading my clients through these past life regressions. 
And before I was ever leading people through these past life regressions, I was someone who read books about past life regressions and listened to, you know, listened to, well, listened to books about past life regressions. And I, I just, I loved to absorb that information. And I truly believe that even if you never do a past life regression for yourself, you just listening to stories about a past life regression, listening to details of that life or what the client or myself took away from that life, all of that can be so healing for each of us. Like you don't need to be in that space of trance in, you know, in that session with me to get the benefits. It's definitely, of course, way more customized, way more to the point. You'll get way more out of it. But even if you're not ready, even if you feel like you'll never be ready, listening to these episodes, listening to these stories and these client recordings are going to be uh, healing, I think, and entertaining. So uh, that is kind of the shift. You'll get an episode every Friday. And uh, yeah, so just the way things are going with my client load, upcoming events, other opportunities that I'm prepping for for 2022, and just the fact that currently I'm booked out until October, I just wanted to be able to uh, lighten the load a little bit so I can take a few more clients in the fall and yeah, just kind of get that all figured out. Okay, speaking of client sessions, I always get the question, are you doing them in person yet? Virtual sessions, are they any good? I'm nervous to do it, I don't think it'll work. Okay, so here's, here's the deal. In-person sessions are not coming back right now, but they will be back. I don't know what that's gonna look like. I know in 2022, I plan to do more events, like travel to do events. And at those, you know, the places that I travel to, it would be nice to do some one-on-one -on -one sessions. I can tell you right now, I'm not doing in-person sessions because since the pandemic, the way we use our home is different and it just, is not conducive to um, having clients come in regularly. And if I'm being totally honest with myself, that is the truth. And what I need right now is to not have to worry about like cleaning before a client and getting the dogs in daycare, all of that stuff, right? So I can just be in my office, no matter what's going on in the rest of the house and be with you, be with my client. Another reason why I'm keeping the sessions virtual right now is because I can physically, I can just do more sessions when they're virtual. And here's why. And this reason is actually also the reason why I love virtual sessions is that the difference between what I see in a virtual session versus an in-person session is that when someone comes to my office my home at the time to do an in-person session, the intake chat beforehand tends to be a lot longer, uh, which is fine. I'm totally open to that, but most people don't need all of that time talking in the conscious state. And um, then we go into that trance. And in a virtual session, um, people show up, they're ready. Most of the time they're like on their couch in their living room. Some people have done like the floor in their own office. Some people have, many people do their bedrooms. And so th these people show up to these virtual sessions ready to do the trance. So we just get into trance a lot quicker. 
Typically in my office, clients were in trance like 45 minutes, and then we would come back and do a little bit debriefing, and that debrief is, you know, in the conscious state, even though you've just come out of trance, and that, um, that takes a lot more time on the in-person session, simply because uh, as a facilitator of the session, I want you to feel totally in your body, totally grounded before you get in your car and drive away. And because it's just easier to chit chat when we're face to face. Now, I'm not against that. But if I'm being honest with all the work I'm trying to take on and the prep for 2022 and just the growth of this is like, Something's got to give, and that's one of them. So in-person sessions aren't an option right now, but virtual sessions, they work. Fuck, they work smoking, you all. Okay, so when someone does a virtual session, like I said, when someone's in trance in my office, they're in trance for 45 minutes, maybe an hour. When people are in trance in a virtual session, they tend to be in trance at least an hour, but more often more like an hour and a half. Sometimes people even creep up on that hour and 45 minutes, which is a long time, but as the client, that time goes so fast. So if I'm gonna be a, if I'm gonna control this, I would rather have my clients spend more time in trance, working their intuition, understanding their strengths, understanding their soul, understanding how, you know, that divine information comes into them, getting more information, seeing more past life scenes, spending more time asking more questions in that space of spiritual guidance after the past life scenes. To me, that's the most important part of a session. So right now that's where I'm at, right? Virtual sessions are uh, easier for me to do and they're more effective for the client. So that's where I'm staying right now. Stay tuned, it will change. I always change. You can pretty much count on the fact that I'm always gonna change. And like I said, travel coming up, I would love to do take this show on the road. I think that would be really fun. Uh, and I am just in the baby, baby first steps of planning that for 2022. So, you know, it all takes time. It all takes energy. So thank you for being patient. Thank you for standing beside me as I make these changes. And hopefully, you know, my intention is that we kind of grow this together. Uh, I, I wouldn't do this without you. I couldn't do this without you. I am so appreciative that you all listen to me ramble on <laughs> every week. And uh, I just, I love hearing from you all. And I just, one of the reasons I know I'm in the right profession, in the right career, is because everybody, every client, everyone who emails me, I'm just like, yeah, we could be friends. <laughs> so I, I wanna, um, you know, continue to foster that growth between us all in that connection. So more ideas coming on that. Just have faith and trust and know that the virtual sessions, when you schedule it, you get information on how to set up your space and what to do to prepare. And it's pretty simple and people can relax even more in their own homes, um, which is another reason why I like virtual sessions. Okay. If you're interested in the services that I have, remember this year I've added the Life Between Lives session, you can do a past life regression, you can do just a spirit guide session, all of that stuff and scheduling for it is on my website. So pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on work with me and you can get um, all that information. And of course, if you ever have a question, there's a spot on the site where you can contact me as well or you can hop on my email list 
and I and respond to an email I send you. Okay, and then just a reminder on free and discounted resources for you through all of my creativity and production. And I guess I, I'm putting this out there because I both sim simultaneously feel like no one's going to give a shit that I'm doing less podcast episodes. And I also feel like everybody's going to be mad at me. So it's a really annoying dynamic to go between, but here is a fix to try to make myself feel better. Uh, so remember, like you can always go back and listen to podcast episodes, Oracle episodes, the channel and write episodes, the tarot and hypnosis episodes, use those things. There are so many of those free hypnotic journeys um, through the podcast episodes. So you can always dig in that, redo a journey, and to know, I mean, you probably know this just by listening to me ramble on, but every experience, every time you do, like say you do the channel and write, why did I pick my parents? Or why did my children choose me? Or who's in my soul group? The more you do those, the more information you're gonna get. Everything that I've looked into in my own Akashic records and my own past lives and my own soul connection is that it's never just one reason. It's not like, oh, I picked you because one reason. It's really intertwined, it's really um, nuanced, and there might be many influences, many factors why you chose something in your life or why your kids chose you. So dig in again, get even more information on that. Another thing that I recommend to clients or people, uh, I get a question from clients a lot of like, how, how often should I do these sessions? And I always tell them, you know, of course, if you want to do a session next week, you for sure could, well, you couldn't because I'm booked till October. But if you wanted to, in theory, do a session one week later, you totally could. I'm not going to tell you you can't. Like, I think if you believe you should, then I think you should. But I'm not going to recommend that because what I believe to be true, and I'm open to being proven wrong, is that after a hypnosis session, you know, there's days, weeks that you continue to integrate what you learned in your subconscious mind, body, soul, energetics. You see aha moments. You can actually kind of see in the rear view a month out and be like, oh yeah, I don't have that fear anymore. Or this used to make me feel so anxious and I don't feel that way anymore. I like to give the clients the idea of like, let the dust settle, see what's still giving you friction, and then schedule an appointment for that. So another thing is like, say you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And you schedule an appointment for me and it's, you know, months out. Take your intention for that session that you wanted to do and use a free um, guided journey in the previous podcast episodes and see what you can find on it. See what you can find and you might get your answer on your own, which is super empowering, or at least that's how I always feel like, oh shit, I can do this. I mean, still to this day, I'm like, whoa, it is real on some level, at least to me. So you can uh, maybe even work with that a little bit in, in the uh, free at home past life journey that you can download off my website. You can use that as much as you want <clears throat> or not. Of course, you can just wait for the session. But know that if you sign up for a session and it's a few months out, like keep digging, like keep following that curiosity, keep following that interest. If we have a curiosity, I truly believe that that is the step we're supposed to take. Whether it's curious like, oh, I'm curious about photography or curious like, 
oh, I'm curious, you know, why my kid is this way or why I feel this way about my parents. Follow those threads and it leads to joy somehow, I believe, whether it's joy through healing or joy through unlocking more beautiful things in your life. So know that you can go through all of that. And then of course, at the shop on my website, pastlivesinthedivine.com slash shop, you can get hypnotic tracks in there. And I release one hypnotic track a month. So I've got a backlog of them. Uh, and there is a discount code available for some people and it's marked on every track. So discounts, easier way to get things, lower priced things you can get, things you can get right away. Uh, hopefully that helps you. And hopefully that helps me not worry about anybody being mad at me for this change. Okay, coming up 2022, I am so excited. I just naturally kind of, maybe it's like the school, like, ooh, new school year, but naturally I just kind of start planning for the next year in September. But oh my goodness. Uh, if you are, uh, let me say, I was not expecting to get so many ideas for 2022, but as you all know, I'm taking fewer clients this summer and just to have more intentional time outside. I really am enjoying like the yard work, planting flowers. I have a garden this year. I'm super excited and that has really helped me like rejuvenate and just kind of ground and just bring me into the present moment. And of course, with that, it's like the moment I slow down, the moment I get quiet, the moment I think I'm not being productive, then it's like I'm getting all these ideas. So like I mentioned before, I have ideas for travel and events, basically taking the show on the road. Uh, where can I meet you? Maybe. Uh, let's, let's chat. If you have a group or a space or an idea, I would love to hear uh, how we could put an event together that works for both of us. Also, I'm thinking of doing a membership situation, whether it's like a six month membership or an annual membership, you know, with uh, some maybe some four week workshop stuff included in that, a regular monthly audio track included in that. Let me know if you have any ideas, if you're like, ooh, if you did a membership, I would really want this. Of course, I'm not going to promise to meet everybody's needs and wants, but I would love to hear it because I would love to take what you all would like in a membership and what I would like in a membership and mix it together and see what matches and then move forward with that. I just, I love meeting you all. I love hearing from you all and to have more of a regular setup, I think would be really fun. And from what I can gather from a few of you, at least, you would be interested in that as well. So 2022, like more travel, maybe a little bit more membership action, more time with me in a group setting. I'm really excited. Again, I'm in the baby, baby steps of this, but stay tuned and make sure you're on my email list so you can get all of that information. And speaking about being on my email list, so we have a spirit guide workshop coming up. It's about getting to know your spirit guide. So whether you're someone who has done hypnosis before and contacted your spirit guides and you're all in that, this would be good to get to know them even better, bring specific questions. If you're anything like me, when I have a session, I get answers and then I also get more questions in response to those answers. Like, oh, well, if that's that, then what about this? So if you have experience with hypnosis and experience um, contacting your spirit guides, 
this spirit guide workshop would be great too because you can just continue to build on that relationship. Getting to know your spirit guide workshop is, I specifically created it for so many people. You all are really, the listeners of this podcast, you are really into the spirit guide stuff. I get a lot of questions about spirit guides. My spirit guide podcast episodes are always really high on the list of most downloaded of of my catalog of podcast episodes. So I wanted to create this workshop that in a group setting with like the power of the group and the information we could get together. I could, I'm going to talk a little bit about spirit guides, what they are, my spirit guides, how to contact your spirit guides, what to look out for. A question I get a lot is how do I know I'm talking to a spirit guide and not like a malevolent energy? And then in this workshop, we'll kind of start by talking about spirit guide stuff. If you have questions, you can ask them there. You can submit them before. All of that will be made clear after you register for it. And um, then we'll do a hypnotic journey. And in that hypnotic journey, I'm going to bring you to the garden of the guides. And that's where you're going to move into this space of your own personal sacred garden. And we're gonna invite a spirit guide, some spirit guides into that space. Now, when people have done this in the past, sometimes they see like what they thought their spirit guide would look like. Sometimes they're like, I don't know, it's just this little chipmunk beside me or this little fairy beside me. Sometimes it's a total surprise of how they show up. Sometimes it's more of a color or an essence or a feeling. And I love the group trance journey portion because there is power in all of us going on this journey together and it takes place all over zoom so i will record that everyone who registers for the workshop will get the replay link automatically the day after the workshop and if you want to attend but cannot make it on the day and the time which i'll tell you what that is then uh you would just wait for the replay event or replay Uh, link sent to you so you don't have to show up live but I want to see your face live so it's totally up to you so spirit guide workshop it is Wednesday July 21st 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. that's central standard time in the USA people on my email list got first chance to register this morning we I am limiting it to 20 people in that group my intention, my hope, is that it sells out. It usually does sell out. I've run this workshop a handful of times. So 20 people, people on my email list have first chance to register. If you're on my email list, make sure to pop open that email and register if you want or click the link to learn more about it. And it'll open to the people, everyone else besides the people on my email list. It'll be open to the public for you all to register on July 7th. So stay tuned for that. Hop on my email list and I will keep you posted. And of course, it'll open public if it doesn't sell out to my email list first. Another good reason to get on that email list. How many times can I say email list to you? Those are kind of my announcements, my updates, all of that good stuff. Now let's kind of shift gears and I'm gonna talk about like support, boundary, needs. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. It's something I've been talking to other people a lot. You've probably heard me ask questions and share on different podcast episodes. I've been talking to my therapist a lot about it, of course. (laughs) Uh, A good place to start is thinking about boundaries and support before we can do that, before we can 
uh, nourish ourselves, before we can put up a boundary, we have to know what we need and, and what we want. And so before we can set a boundary, before we can ask for support, we have to know what we need or want. And I know that seems so simple, but just like everything, it seems in the energetic, in the soul, in the spiritual realm, is like, yeah, this is really simple, but now try putting it into practice. You know, this is why you need faith. This is why you need strength. And so to one of the things that I struggled with was like, well, what's a need and what's a want? And uh, something that has come up for me that I've been able to clarify in conversation with different people and just in my own thoughts as I'm kind of going about my day is that it doesn't matter if it's a need or a want. If I need support or need a day off or whatever, even if I just want it and it would help me, that is valid. That doesn't mean I'm weak. And actually, if I need support from someone else or someone else can kind of help me in some way, uphold a boundary or nourish myself, they can't, they have no idea what to do unless I ask them for something specific. And again, in that space, I need to know what I truly want or need. So I think a lot of times, you know, in this culture, we're all kind of put into this space where if you can do it yourself, that is put on a pedestal. If you can grind it out and, you know, kill yourself in the process, that's kind of like a badge of honor, right? And I just, that's not my comfort zone. That's actually a hindrance to my ideas and creativity. So as much as I don't like it, <laughs> I need support personally, professionally, and support in many ways. I'm not just talking about like getting an assistant or having... Alex listened to me babble on at the end of the day, I'm saying like support, nourishment, people that fill my cup, activities that fill my cup. I need these things in order to create and ideate and recreate so I can ideate and create more. And I can't do that alone. I can't do everything in this house for this family and do that. So I have to understand what are my wants, what are my needs, who maybe could help me. And of course, I want to help them in return. And I think we really, really discount how powerful helping someone is or being the one getting the help. I do think there is a special kind of strength in being able to be like, yeah, I can't do this on my own. Yes, thank you for the help. Yes, thank you for waiting me, waiting for me. Yes, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for listening to me. Instead of apologizing for who we are or what we need, instead ask for that help, show gratitude and love for that help, and try to repay that. And that in and of itself is so much more rewarding, so much more replenishing, at least for me, um, than trying to strive and grind and do it on my own and go, 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 and worry about what other people think. Because... Most people aren't even really paying attention besides anyone but themselves, <laughs> right? I mean, I know that social media and all of that were kind of all up in each other's business, but really nobody cares whether I take the afternoon off. Nobody cares if you take a nap or not. And frankly, if we could all get over that bullshit capitalist, grind yourself to the fucking ground, turn your hobbies into money, 
if we could get rid of that, I just, I think it would open it up for all of us to feel like we could exhale a little bit more, like we could breathe, like we could create, like we could tap into our curiosities. All the information we take in, whether it's social media or audiobooks, podcasts, I'm looking at you, Gina <laughs> Seval, <laughs> all of that information that we take in, if I'm ever feeling stuck, for example, or like, oh, I just don't know what to do about X, I have to shut all of that off and spend time in quiet, whether it's um, sitting in meditation, which to be honest doesn't happen a lot, happen a lot anymore, but like going on a walk without anything in my ears, you know, um, working in my garden or with my flowers or laying in my backyard without any, you know, media playing in my ears, all of that stuff can come in and it looks like I'm doing nothing, but it is something that I need. And I can't, I can't go, 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 go and create. Like, it's that idea of, I don't know where I heard it, but it's this idea of like, you can either be productive or you can be creative. And I truly believe that, yes, I believe that. And we swing between them throughout our lives. It can be minute to minute. It could be months or years at a time. But we definitely swing and we need to swing. I think that we, our minds are evolving more and more. We see how our minds and our thoughts and how the things we can't see in our life really contribute to how our life feels. And we feel this. I think that's why a lot of people seem anxious and depressed is like, that's the step. It's like first label it. Oh, okay. Anxiety and depression. Now what are we going to do about it? Medication, meditation, uh, you know, take a break, change jobs, get a new relationship, enjoy your family more, become grateful for what you have. Whatever it is, being able to nourish yourself and give yourself what you need makes our experience on earth even better, even more enjoyable. And it helps us kind of swing from productivity to creativity and productivity to creativity. And I personally like that swing. It feels really good to produce and it feels really good to put things out there and check things off the list. But I can't be in that state all the time. That's burnout. That's like summer all year round. That's just not who I am. And so to be able to swing back and forth and just kind of like I've said before, kind of this idea of pulsing with life and knowing that as you're productive, it's not always going to be this way. So enjoy it, use it. And then as that productivity kind of calms and wanes, moving into a space of, um, you know, just a little bit more intention, moving into a space of a little bit more nourishment, just like I guess I am with the summer of I knew the podcast was going to be a lot of work because I was went from releasing two episodes to six episodes a month, which I was fine with. Uh, but I was like, I'm going to need the summer to kind of work ahead and take a little breathing room. And I did. And it feels really good. And now I have a fuck ton of ideas for 2022, which at the end of May this year, I was not in no space after being so productive for so long. I was in no space to get an idea of what to do to move forward. And so I need that time to slow down. But what I've also been thinking in terms of like, is it a want or is it a need? And, and how do we ask for this? Is like, let's think of it like this. If I am helping someone 
if I'm going to give someone help, I'd rather help them with a want. And now maybe this is just the people that are in my family tree, the ones who I grew up with, myself, who I feel like I used to be a lot more. I'm not this way. I feel like I'm getting pretty good at identifying what I need and, and asking for it, taking it. But I would rather fulfill a want than a need. And I kind of feel like if it's a want right now, it'll probably be a need in an hour, in a month, in a year, in 10 years. So it's not necessarily like, is it A or is it B? Is it a want or is it a need? It's like, a, is it a want? And then those wants slowly morph and fester into a need. And sometimes those needs come out and for me, if I don't address my needs and wants, if I don't address my wants and they become needs or a boundary or a value is crossed, now I'm pissed. <laughs> As I've talked about in many podcast episodes, for me, I'm someone who feels anger very, very quickly. Um, you know, my old friend Rage. <laughs> and I have come to appreciate and honor that anger instead of letting it just explode within me after neglecting myself and just kind of creating chaos all around me and making the people around me then in their own emergency to help me fulfill a need. And when instead it's like, well, if I was a little bit more mindful, I could have said, you know what? I really want the afternoon off. I'm just going to take it. And I know not everybody can do that, but whether it's like, I'm going to go to bed 20 minutes earlier or, hey, I can't do dinner tonight. Can you do dinner? Or I'm done doing dinner forever. <laughs> like during the pandemic, I was like, I don't do dinner anymore. I eat it alone. So Alex, stop asking me what's for dinner. I don't care if you're making it or if I'm making it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And it's not that I don't ever eat dinner, don't want to ever go back to like cooking a dinner every night. It's just, I need a fucking break. And if I sweat over, is this how I am forever? Da, 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 da. Am I failing? What kind of partner am I? You know, what kind of woman am I that I'm not cooking meals for my family? All of this programmed bullshit that I know we are all going, yeah, that is bullshit. I don't do that. But I think we all have it in us. This little nagging voice that makes us feel like we can't say, I'm opting out of dinner <laughs> forever until further notice. And, and I get that, you know, some people can't do that because they have little kids to feed. But we, I believe, can all find ways to like let off the gas a little bit and recharge that battery. I would rather fulfill a want than a need because in my idea of it, a want is like, I'm still in a good mood. I think this would be fun. And, and if it's a want that I fulfill on my own, it's almost like less time needed to feel even more rejuvenated. But if I don't address that want, something that my soul needs, nourishment, support that I need, then it'll fester, it'll grow, it'll turn into anger, it'll turn into rage, and then there's an explosion. Whether I'm exploding on someone, <laughs> exploding alone with myself, it feels fucking terrible. And I need a lot more time and a lot more tears to navigate that and recover from that. If I can just become more mindful and not feel like a fucking loser when I have a want, 
then I fulfill that want. And I think that the more times we can fill that bucket, nourish what we want, nourish what we want, nourish what we feel like would really, you know, feel good. What would feel good right now? No matter if it's like, I want to take a deep breath or I'm going to fake a smile or I'm going to call this person or I'm going to do 15 jumping jacks or I'm going to, you know, just pull open my phone and look at pictures of people who I love for 10 minutes and or five minutes or 10 seconds. It's these little, little things that we can kind of add in to help us afloat like all the time. So we're not just like, you know, okay, okay, crash and burn. Oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Crash and burn. Now it's an emergency for everybody around us. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No, I don't need anything. No, 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 no. I don't need help. No, no, no. Crash and burn, you know, and I, that is, it's less fun to, I mean, I love to fulfill a need, but it's less fun when someone is in crisis. Like, wouldn't this be more fun if we could have addressed this like three weeks ago (laughs) and before this was a huge issue that I didn't even know was a thing? So it's really about before we can set a boundary, before we can get support, we have to understand our wants and our needs. And in order to understand that, we have to get over all the bullshit cultural or familial or community programming that we got to do it on our own or it doesn't count. Asking for help is weakness. And or even giving help is weakness. Sometimes we feel that way. And to just let that piece go. But no, I'm not going to say that. Let that go. I fucking hate when people go, just let it go. Don't you think if I could let it go, I would? (laughs) I can't. Like, it's got a grip on me. I don't know where the hooks are. Help. So not let it go. But we have to be aware of them so we can question them. And then the more often we question them, the more we see, like, oh, that's why I feel like I can't do this. Yeah, that's a bullshit thing. And so the more time we will take nourishing ourselves, helping ourselves where we can, even if it is just, you know, taking a five minute pee break instead of a 90 second pee break, whatever you have available to you, like even a minute of slowing down in that intention really, really helps. So one way that I get around the whole, who am I to ask for this? Or I, I, shouldn't, I should be able to do this on my own, is I really try to think of myself as, I feel kind of like weird saying this, but I kind of think of myself as a leader, right? It's like, okay, if I need a break and feel bad about taking a break for whatever reason, Uh, you know, as long as no babies are being neglected, I guess, (laughs) but like, as long as I can take a break, if I am feeling resistance to taking it, because these are like thoughts that I used to have in my head, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I can't, you know, I can't take the afternoon off or take a break or start work a little late or whatever, not work this Saturday, because what will so-and-so think? You know, what would so-and-so think if they knew this? It's like, they don't care. <laughs> you know, like they'd probably fucking put judgment on me for two seconds and then go back to their own life. And that has nothing to do with me. And that'll probably be in the privacy of their own brain, which is where I hope it stays because I don't need to hear it. 
But to think of myself as a leader in the sense of, okay, I've got a life where I know that there are certain places where I've got my foot, you know, pedal to metal on the gas, and I know I could let it up off the gas and feel way better and have more creativity and more spontaneity and more joy. And because of that, someday be even more productive or productive in a way that feels more elevated, easier, more flow. And so I think of this sense of, of, it's not just me that needs that. It's all of us. And the more people that do that, it gives permission to other people to do it. And um, one time my friend Kristen, who was on, I think it's episode 39 or 40 or 41 or something like that. It was for my 40th birthday last October. And it's, I think the title is 40 Things About Me You Might Not Know. And one of the things that we talk about, or at least I think we talked about in that episode, is how often I used to say, well, I still do say no to Kristen uh, in our friendship. Uh, She really likes to go to concerts and doesn't mind like sitting up in the nosebleeds. And like physically, I cannot get my body the nosebleeds. Like the heights scare me. I don't drink anymore, so I can't drink through it. So I just can't. And I would just be like, no, I don't want to go. And the first few times that I said that, she had an internal conversation was like, oh, that's an option. I can say no to things. And as odd and stupid as that sounds, and of course she logically knew that before, I think sometimes when there's an invite to do something, we might feel obligated or we might feel like, yeah, I would really enjoy that. And it's like, well, do you really need that right now? Or do you really need like an evening of nothing? So it's being able to figure out what you need in that moment and being able to lead. So after I, uh, Kristen and I had talked about that one time, she was saying um, how it was kind of after I would be like, oh no, but thanks for inviting me. Like, keep me posted. Uh, I can't go this time or I can't afford the tickets to the seats that I can actually get my physical body to that are not like high up in the rafters. And she says that after being in that and hearing no in a compassionate, kind way, she started saying no more often. I had no idea this was happening, but it's just more affirmation that even when we do the hard things, if we even have like a shred of an idea and a shred of confidence to execute that idea of lifting off the gas, taking a break, getting some support. And if we can, we should. And let's not keep it a secret anymore. Like let's let's not make it make anybody feel bad if they need a nap, take a nap. <laughs> you know, like if you need to go to bed early, if you, you know, need some time on your own, if you need a 5-minute bathroom break to get your breath or whatever and to not I mean we're look at all of us like I'm talking about past lives and like reincarnation and and all of that stuff you all are open you're willing to see things differently you're curious and I think that those are the biggest strengths that are going to change this world So if you have any part of your life where you can like give yourself a break and maybe you need to talk yourself through it and maybe you talk yourself through it in front of your kids, in front of your spouse, in front of your friend, in front of yourself, in front of your parents, it can show people like, hey, this is an option for you. I don't want you to think you can never take a break. 
Um, yeah, so I, I think that I think of myself, I try to think of myself as a leader when I'm not wanting to do something or I'm feeling scared to do something or feeling scared to bring something up. And uh, all the Akashic Records stuff I've done, all the life between lives stuff, all the past lives I've seen, what I know about this incarnation as Gina is that a lot of the things I do and a lot of the things I want to do, most people don't do. And so I, as a direct result, have to wrestle with my need to fit in and people pleasing and I don't want anybody mad with me, mad at me. And it's almost like, for me, part of this uh, lesson on earth is this ability to truly embody, not just learn, oh, I need to take care of myself. We all know that. But to embody it as much as I can, preferably every day, in the way I talk to myself, the way I think about myself, the decisions I make, the action I take, the way I let other people treat me, uh, how much time I give to people who love me, how much time I give to people who could, you know, give a shit less about me. All of these things are, it's just, I'm mindful of it. And the more I'm mindful of it, and the more action I take, and the more people see it and understand it, the more they can do it in their own life. So, I don't know, just an invitation to be more mindful. And I've talked about boundaries before. I think boundaries are part of that process. We talked about it, I think it was on the Cancer Energy episode, Astrology and Self-Care, uh, episode 69. And I, my 12-year-old sense of humor is like, I can't say that number <laughs> with a straight face. Um, but yes, episode 69. And we talk about boundaries and like what that is and, and what makes them so difficult. And just how a lot of times people will put out there like, well, you just need better boundaries. And it's like, okay, before I need that, I need to know how to communicate with them, how to deal with the backlash. What fucking boundaries do I need? What do I need? What do I want? There's, it's so layered uh, that I think we could spend a lot of time thinking about it and talking about it. And it is a conversation I like because it's also a conversation that I plan on having with myself, you know, in the background of my mind on the regular. As I've said before, it's like I question everything and that doesn't mean that I change everything. I at some point have separated this thought of like, well, if I question it, then I have to change it. And it's like, no, I just, I wanna look at it. Like, is this still working for me right now? I'm, I'm not who I was a year ago. I'm not who I was five years ago. Uh, I'm not who I was six months ago. You know, for example, I have the same business and the same goals, but I don't have the energy to do six podcast episodes a month like I did in January, February, March, and April. I just, and May, and June, I don't know. Yes, June. <laughs> God, I put out the podcast episodes and they are just in the ethers. It is like true art for me. I'm like, I'm done with it. You guys can have it. And sometimes people will be like, you said this and it really made a difference. And I'm like, I don't think I said that. <laughs> I probably did. I don't remember. There's so many podcast episodes now. So anyway, I guess all of this is to say is like, we have to be more mindful of what we want and that's okay and what we need and even though that's uncomfortable communicating it even looking into it it's pretty amazing when we start giving ourselves our little wants and our little needs how much more full life can feel how much more purposeful life can feel 
a lot of my clients are like, oh, I feel stuck, I feel purposeless. And a lot of times it's because we're just in that grind, grinding, grinding, grinding. It's like, of course you don't know what to do next. Do you ever stop and like try to get quiet and understand what you wanna do next? And most of us haven't for most of our lives, which is totally okay. Even if you're 99, 199 years old listening to this episode, it's like, if you're still breathing, you can make today better, you can make tomorrow better by understanding your wants and needs. Um, even just navigating different relationships. And, you know, I am someone who, this is not going to be a shock to you, that if I sit down and have coffee with you, I we could, it's like I, <laughs> it's like I'm disembodied floating in the ethers and I could just talk to people about this stuff for like four or five hours. And I love that, but I come out of it being like, okay, that was a long time. I feel like I need major grounding. And so even though that feels good, there are things that I need afterward. And if I can't give myself those things afterward, like if it's like, oh, I have to do this podcast episode or if I, if I have a client in the afternoon or something like that, it's really communicating that, hey, we can meet for coffee, but I can only be there for two hours and then set a timer. Uh, and for me, looking at my watch, having a timer go off, I feel rude. And I think partially is because I wanna stay there and talk. But I have to get over that because I have to give myself what I need. Because if I don't and I continue to be depleted by like a long coffee conversation or um, maybe doing something that I would rather not do with an organization or whatever, I'm going to need more time recuperating from that. And so in the support portion of this journey, that's something I want to talk about too is um, we when it comes to a need, like I talked about how it's almost more of a fun to fill a want because it feels lighter and it feels like the um, effort takes less to like replenish is easier as opposed to when it's a need and it's an emergency and I'm feeling a ton of anger and rage and now I have to navigate those fucking emotions on top of trying to figure out why I feel that way and what I'm going to do about it. It's just a lot. And I, I do think that we can support other people by supporting ourselves. So here's what I mean by that. I'm going to give like a corporate <laughs> worksite example because all I have to do is look at my time in corporate, my short time in corporate America to be like, there's a bunch of people who don't ask for the support they need. Um, but there, it seems like everywhere I worked, every group of people I worked with, there was always one person who always had some sort of family emergency, whether valid or not, that's not what I'm saying, but they had some sort of valid emergency um, where they would have to like leave work early, no matter what was going on, whether it was like, oh, but this thing is due this day every month, we really need your help. And because this person never planned for anything and there was, you know, plenty that we can do and learn from situations, but it was just the same thing over and over. This person would have to be out of here because of their grandpa or because of their aunt or because of their kid or because of their whatever, water heater at home. All of these things are valid and this person should be able to take care of those things. 
But if you're constantly leaving people in the lurch so you can fulfill other people's needs. So this person at work, let's just say it's John, who's always like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I have this emergency. If John doesn't set up something for his emergencies, like, you know, can you work four 10-hour days? <laughs> can you, you know, have the nanny do that? Can you you know, ask your partner to do that? Can you do that on a Saturday? Can a sibling help out? Can the other parent help out? All of these ways that we can learn from emergencies and be like, hmm, is this likely gonna happen again? And if it does, what kind of support do I need? But instead, a lot of times we just kind of like don't pay attention to wants and needs. They become emergencies for other people. Those other people have to uproot their lives, their week, their day to go support that person, which the support is great. But now all the people that those secondary supporting people, everything they left is now being picked up by everything around them. Where if we can understand more of our wants and fulfill those wants become before they become a need or an emergency, that is asking for the support we need, learning from our history so we can better support ourselves in the future. Because if I don't ask for the support and I'm just running around, um, you know, living life in reaction mode and emergency mode, that means that one thing gets fucked up and now people in my orbit have to pick up and... You know, like if, for example, I'm the health kind of advocate for my dad. And so when he has a medical emergency, which thankfully doesn't happen often, but has happened quite a few times, it's like my whole family life changes. Like Alex is a single dad. He's, and even though we only have three dogs who are really, really well behaved, it's like still a lot to get all three of those out for two walks a day or to feed all of them or to you know, be on a conference call and manage Milt screaming in the backyard at a squirrel. So it's just a lot. But what I can do is, is like, oh, my, you know, like say it's a surgery coming up and it's not an emergency. I can say, oh, last time this came up, like it was kind of pandemonium for Alex. Like it was a lot for him to hold. It was a lot for me to hold. And that's okay. It's okay that that stuff happens. And I don't think it's bad when we help people and then ask for help in return. But what I'm saying is this shit happens a lot and it can be avoided. Or I can look back and be like, all right, next time I have to leave town for like some sort of health emergency in my family, then what I'm going to do is ask this person to help with walks or this person, you know, get the dogs in daycare for sure, whatever. Have Alex's mom come over and do something to help him out with everything he's got going on. So having those things in place, so then I can show up and be there for my dad and not feel guilty or feel like, fuck, I'm so sorry, Alex. You know, just that's a gross place to be. I don't want to be fulfilling someone's need. And now I've ignited 15 needs and anger and resentment in my own body. So being able to just understand that and navigate it is so hairy and complex. And I bet it's something we could, we will all be working on until the day we die. <laughs> but I think it's really important to, you know, put the support that we need into place. 
And what's really cool is like, even though life changes, it does just kind of like themes just keep repeating. And is that because we have kind of the same people in our life day to day? Or is that because that's just the way life is? I have no idea. But as we can look back and learn and be like, yeah, that didn't feel good that I had to leave an emergency. And then at the same time, try to figure out how are we going to do this and get this done? And oh, we were supposed to do that. And now this person's coming and you got to manage three barking dogs and your full-time job and the electrician coming over to whatever. It doesn't feel good for anybody. So how can I make it feel better for myself? How can I make it feel better for Alex? It's really just like that mindfulness piece that it comes down to. That's it. Mindfulness shows over. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> Hopefully that tangent-filled rat's nest of an idea bomb uh, sends some thoughts into your mind. I'd love to hear what you think about this. I, lo I would love to hear if you're like, I've been thinking of this too, and here's kind of my conclusion of it. Here's what works for me. Or maybe you're like, I have never thought of this before, and I'm going to have to start thinking of it. Like wherever you are, I would love to hear it. And speaking of uh, 2022 and future podcast episodes, it would obviously depend on all of you listening, but I would love to have more listeners like actually on the show. So I think it'd be cool to for me to show up, have this conversation, one-sided conversation, hear your responses, and maybe like uh, me and a handful of listeners get together and just talk about like support and boundaries and wants and needs and how we navigate it and maybe our history with it, things that went fucking terrible, things that went great, things we're repeating, things we're not repeating anymore. I don't know, I just have all these ideas and I just wanna to talk to listeners more. So if you would be interested in like ever coming on the podcast and talking about your past life regression experience, sharing your past life regression audio file, uh, even having conversations about support, boundaries. I would even love to have a handful of you on the podcast talking about your experience with like the tarot and hypnosis episodes or the channel and write episodes. So many of you will let me know like, oh my gosh, I was crying or like, wow, what an epiphany I got when I was doing the why did I choose my parents channel and write podcast episode. And I would just because I'm genuinely curious and I know other listeners are so curious about it too. It's like, let's get together and have more of those conversations. So if you'd be willing, let me know if you're not, that's totally fine too. Again, I, my, my um, purpose and intention with this podcast is to keep it going and keep it going in a way where I feel really good doing it. And, um, I just love interacting with you all. Whenever I interact with you, it's just like, my God, these people are such good shit. I just love you all. I cannot say it enough. I am just so happy to be here having these conversations with you. Okay, that is our podcast episode for today. Take anything that feels good and just leave the rest in this episode, in every episode. Not everything is going to jive with you right now in your life. And um, I'm totally okay with that. So if you loved this episode, forward it to a friend. Uh, give the show five stars on Apple. Uh, yeah, either way, no matter what you do, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, take care. Bye.